0: I'm Marco Werman in Boston, and this is The World. When the bombs went off yesterday here in Boston, it was barely seconds before police and security forces snapped into action to help the injured and secure the area. And if the attack had happened in another U.S. city, the response might have been just as swift. As the world's Alex Galifant reports from New York, urban preparedness has come a long way since September 11, 2001. Anecdotally, at least, the police and emergency response in Boston yesterday was efficient and effective.
1: At least from what we know about it, it was even more organized than the response to the uh, July seventh, two 2005 bombings in London.
0: Bruce Hoffman is an expert in terrorism studies at Georgetown University.
1: Certainly in the decades since 9-11 9-11 in the United States, uh, the training, the instruction, the knowledge, the rehearsals that federal, state, especially local law enforcement and emergency responders have engaged in left them well prepared to deal with a you know, completely unexpected and tragic development like yesterday's.
0: After the attacks in New York, Washington and Pennsylvania, the 9-11 Commission made many recommendations to mitigate the threat from terrorism. But American cities didn't wait for that report to get going.
1: There's a complete cross-fertilization across the United States with, in many respects, the New York City Police Department serving as the exemplar model, but I think with very impressive inroads being made in Los Angeles, I think as we saw yesterday in Boston, Chicago, all
0: major cities. In New York at least, private businesses have strengthened security since September 11th too.
1: There are buildings that I teach at, that the security is so tight, even though I go there on a weekly and a bi-weekly basis, if I don't produce my identification,
0: they won't let me in. Greg Cintron has been an EMT in New York since 1993. He teaches preparedness classes in the city. Many companies require that workers complete such courses as a condition of employment. Cintron says post 9-11, people started signing up for themselves too. The mindset is there now. It wasn't so much in the past, but now, in the past, it was pretty much, well, it happened, but it won't happen to me. It won't happen in my backyard. People now want to know. But elsewhere in the United States, many people want to move on. With Osama bin Laden dead, there's been a sense that the country could finally attend to other things, the economy, gun control, or immigration. But, says Bruce Hoffman at Georgetown, we can't wish the terrorism threat away, be it foreign or domestic.
1: As much as we may want to believe that we've turned a decisive corner, this is a threat that I would argue is more cyclical than perennial, but is really both. And it's precisely, I think, when we lower our guard that the shock of these types of events is all that greater.
0: Now debates in Washington about the appropriate scope and size of federal counterterrorism programs will start up again. Still, Hoffman rejects the idea that Americans should simply accept terrorism in American cities as a permanent state of affairs. It's not a matter of resilience, he says, only that it's a very hard problem. One that, as New York City EMT Greg Sinchon reminds me, everyone has a part to play in solving. As the old saying goes, if you see something, say something. For the world... I'm Alex Galifant in New York.